0: 84 LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlu.com or call 844 648 4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs and welcome to the Great America Show. Great to have you with us. A new Epstein document dump this week shedding further light on just how perverse some of the country's most powerful people really are. The latest documents from Epstein victim Sarah Ransom. Ransom was one of the victims who gave the court a statement ahead of the sentencing of Epstein enabler Ghislaine Maxwell. In those documents, Ransom says she was aware of and has seen sex tapes that show Prince Andrew, Richard Branson, and Bill Clinton having sex with underage girls. Epstein was reportedly known to secretly record his friends taking part in sexual acts with underage girls, then use those tapes to blackmail them. The FBI raided all of Epstein's properties in 2019 and have never to this day released any of the thousands of pieces of evidence that were retrieved. What are they waiting for? or are they purposely protecting pedophiles? The FBI has been somewhat preoccupied since January 6th of 2021, going after everyone and anyone who was at the Capitol on January 6th. The third anniversary of January 6th just passed this weekend, and apparently the DOJ is still hunting for new political hostages. The D.C. U.S. attorney, Matthew Graves, in an anniversary press conference, saying the DOJ is now going to target thousands of Americans who were around the Capitol on January 6, but didn't enter the building. And what happened inside of the building? An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building.
1: We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily focus on those who entered the building or those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on Capitol grounds.
0: But If a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime. Make no mistake, thousands of people occupied an area that they were not authorized to be present in
2: in the first place.
0: So if you're still wondering why the Epstein documents weren't released, it's clearly because the FBI and DOJ would rather spend their time looking for freedom fighters and demonstrators than pedophiles. Rhino Mike Pence on CNN this week. Right away, you know that's trouble. But you can't say he doesn't know his audience. He says he's happy that more than 1,200 Trump supporters have been politically persecuted. Pence also saying he believes FBI Director Ray, whenever he says the FBI didn't contribute to the so-called insurrection.
3: You know, I've seen the... The director of the FBI repeatedly assured the American people that uh, the FBI were not the instigators uh, of the riot that occurred on, on January 6th. And uh, frankly, I'm very grateful uh, for the efforts uh, of the FBI to bring uh, nearly a thousand people to justice who ransacked our capital and did violence uh, against police officers uh, that day. But uh, you're right. We've, we've been assured again and again That it was not the case. Uh, And I I just must tell you, having been there that day, I I mean, to see people literally breaking windows, ransacking the Capitol, um, uh, it it just infuriated me. I I remember thinking, you know, not this, not here, not at the United States Capitol. And I believe everyone that conducted that, uh, that riot at the Capitol needs to be held to the fullest extent of the law. I'm pleased that many have uh, but uh, I, I've never been given any information. I've, I've heard the many repeated assurances from the FBI that they were not involved, and I take them at their word.
0: Pence obviously missing the numerous times that FBI Director Christopher Wray testified on Capitol Hill, in which he said he can't confirm how many federal agents were there on January 6. Former Attorney General William Barr seems to be changing his tune of late, and it's for the better. Barr telling Fox this week, that January 6th was not an insurrection and that the DOJ has way overstepped their boundaries with their January 6th persecutions. Like everything else uh, the left does, they did, I think, go too far. I think there were uh, people involved in January 6th, particularly the people who attacked the police and broke their way into the Capitol. Uh, there, There were people that should have been prosecuted, but I think they cast their
2: net far too broadly uh... and have been hounding people that really uh... you know just uh, walked into open doors in the capital and hung around
0: i i uh... you know i think they just took it too far but that being said uh, i don't minimize what happened up there well i don't think it was an insurrection uh... it clearly was a shameful episode and some of the people involved should be prosecuted where has William Barr been? Where was he when January 6 went down? He could have put this whole insurrection nonsense to rest in one statement. The 2024 election is fast approaching, and former CIA analyst John Gentry says the intelligence community is sure to be active in this election, as they were in the 2020 election, shielding Biden and his family of crooks from almost everything. So what are we to do about it? Joining us today, John Gentry. John, thanks for being with us here on The Great America Show. I want to compliment you on your book entitled Neutering the CIA, Why U.S. Intelligence versus Trump Has Long-Term Consequences. Well, Neutering the CIA is the title. We recommend it to everybody highly. And John, I have to say first and foremost, thanks for doing the book. The American people are desperately in need of all of the information that we can get about the intelligence community and the disinformation they're ginning up and their relationship to our government and the political system. Obama's plan, as you point out, to fundamentally transform America seems to lie at the very foundation of what has become the weaponization of the intelligence community, and particularly the CIA. Is that a correct statement?
1: I think it's a major part of it. Uh, not the only, not the only part, to be sure. There were some evolutionary ch- changes occurring. Young people were coming into the the yeah. the, the IC, the intelligence community, in the post nine 11 period. But uh, President Obama made a big uh, took a big step in uh, pushing uh, the hiring of of uh, diverse people. He created in 2011 a, uh, a, a an executive order, which created within the federal government agencies, including in the IC, diversity offices, <clears throat> and he named um, uh, senior officials within the intelligence community, particularly James Clapper as the director of national intelligence and John Brennan, the director of the CIA, who pushed his agenda. Uh, uh, quite a bit further. And uh, uh, John Brennan, I believe, is, is the primary uh, person responsible, shall we say, uh, for the, the uh, politicization that we've seen in recent years in, in, in the CIA. He uh, uh, pushed the president's agenda considerably and then went farther. Uh, and importantly, uh, and we know this from his own words, uh, he encouraged his people, CIA people, to be politically active. And we know, we know that there was an up upsurge in leaks uh, after uh, uh, Donald Trump became a serious presidential co- contender and then president. And we know, too, that there were a number of people who were out of government, former intelligence people or formers as we know them. And the formers also were active and some of them said in no uncertain terms that they were uh, acting this way because of advice the advice and encouragement that they got from John Brennan.
0: When we talk about the intelligence community, as you point out in your book, uh, those formers uh, take up a big space that most of people, most people, I think, would not even consider to be in the IC, uh, but they obviously have great influence uh, and, and roles to play. And you pointed out that almost, well, for the very first year that Obama was in office, he started this DEI, it was called that then, diversity, uh, equity, inclusion. Uh, that, For example, we're seeing a, a manifestation of the disaster that's awaiting, I think, much of corporate America right now uh, in the Harvard uh, conflict and controversy over uh, their president, uh, who was first accused of being a bigot and then secondly, a plagiarist. And uh, and now the DEI thing has exploded in, in academia, but it, it hasn't done so in government. Uh, it still is being pushed as hard today, if not harder, uh, than
1: it was ten years ago, isn't it? Oh, I think it's I think it's being pushed much harder now. So Obama started it very clearly. He set up the the diversity offices within the federal government as a whole which became, in essence, the the ideological as well as the human resources uh, enforcement group within within these organizations. Uh, uh, The Trump administration basically ignored this issue. They did essentially nothing to to reverse it. And uh, when uh, when Joe Biden became president, he 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 uh, brought back the uh, the Obama policies and then pushed them considerably further. So my sources are telling me that the kinds of things that I was seeing in, at CIA in the second Obama term and during the Trump years is now becoming uh, uh, more common in uh, agencies uh, ar- around the government, including in the uniformed military, which is unprecedented.
0: Unprecedented and uh, and I think disastrous for the military. I, I don't even want to contemplate where that uh, where that leads in terms of both the uh, the military order, uh, morale, uh, staffing uh, and the success of recruiting, of course, which has become the failure of recruiting right now. Uh, people just don't want to join a woke organization. Uh, they want to join the United States military. And that seems to be just a shadow uh, of, of, a, of an afterthought of what it once was. Uh, but staying with the CIA here for a, for a, uh, some time, uh, John Brennan, as you mentioned, the primary, uh, if you will, the protagonist really within the uh, the IC itself. Uh, he he was motivated not simply by uh, uh, Obama's uh, uh, executive order, as you point out. Uh, he, he was already well on his way to driving that program in the CIA. Uh, and now is colluding, if I may use that expression, uh, with uh, 50 others uh, by 2020, 50 others in signing a letter Lying through their teeth that it was Russian disinformation when one man, not generally considered to be part of the IC, the attorney general, Bill Barr, knew full well he was lying. Even as he was debating Donald Trump in the final debate of 2020 about the validity of both the Hunter Biden laptop but also the uh, the ridiculous uh, assertion that Trump was colluding with the Russians,
1: which they knew very well he was not. Right. Well, the, the collusion, the Russian collusion issue, was was uh, in the 2016-17 period, and as you know, uh, 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 Special Special Counsel uh, Robert Robert Mueller uh, pretty much put that put that to bed. But you raise a, an important issue. In the uh, what I call a laptop fifty-one letter, right. But in this case, you you had a situation. Uh, I think we know now, courtesy some some House uh, hearings in March of, of two thousand and twenty-three. Here you had a situation in which the 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 Hunter Biden laptop was. Was uh, left, was looked at, was seen to contain information that was uh, uh, at least prospectively very damaging to the, the Biden family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the FBI apparently looked at it, thought it was real, but didn't say anything. Uh, the campaign, the Biden campaign, did know that this was this was a prospective problem. And they encouraged then a couple of the former,s uh, um, Michael Morale, former right. deputy director at CIA, and, and Mark Polymeropoulos, a senior retired operations officer. They uh, they were then asked to help, and the way they helped was to write a short letter um, that that would be an open letter. The open letter form format was something that was used repeatedly during the Trump years. Uh, uh, letters would be signed, uh, there would be a specific message associated with them. Usually they were published by Politico, uh, the organization here in, in, the, in the Washington area. Well, in this case, the, 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 the effort was to make the, the letter, uh, excuse me, make, make the, um, the laptop story, which was initially reported in the Washington, excuse me, in the New York Post, Make it look like it was uh, Russian disinformation, right. uh, and and thereby uh, appear to be a non a non issue. As you know, October surprises are things that uh, presidential candidates do not like. Now, w- was this was this uh, really a Russian disinformation uh, operation? Uh, my understanding from one of the people who received a solicitation to sign this letter told me that the original solicitation was not use your good intelligence judgment to make to make a, an assessment of this situation instead the message was please sign the letter because we need we need to we want to help Joe Biden so right. it was from the and, very and beginning my, at least and, in this one case it was right. it was a politically motivated use of intelligence expertise uh, for blatant political purposes.
0: Yeah. And Mike Morrell, former acting uh, director of the CIA, uh, deputy director as well. Being very plain spoken and direct about it with those uh, uh, the signees that he solicited, saying it is specifically for the purpose of helping Joe Biden
1: win the presidency of the United States. In this one case, anyway, uh, I I have information from one source only, but it was according to this source, it was very clear.
0: In this instance, we've got Mike Morrell in his own words, and, and, uh, and that uh, to me is a, is a disgrace and no one has held him to account for it to this point. We are, we are talking with John Gentry. He is the author of the very important book, Neutering the CIA. We're going to be talking with him next about what happens now. And we'll be right back after these quick words. Stay with us. back now. We're talking with John Gentry. He is the author of what I consider to be a very important book, uh, Neutering the CIA. Uh, John, uh, 12 years, uh, an analyst uh, with the uh, CIA. He also spent four years uh, at the Intelligence University uh, and uh, is a thoughtful and knowledgeable uh, and great American. Uh, We thank you again for being with us, John. Uh, I want to turn to The CIA today is a result of all that has preceded over the previous, uh, well, almost decade and a half. uh, Suddenly, the CIA has quotas. It has demographic uh, uh, quotas and percentages that it has to meet in its makeup. I, I was stunned at reading your book to find that more than half of the uh, CIA employees are women, uh, which is an extraordinary number, uh, that there is an insistence upon racial quotas within the CIA, the DEI. That is uh, the case, in, by the way, in human resources departments throughout corporate America now in all parts of the 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 federal government, I, why was I, I noticed that there was no reference to how many conservatives and how many liberals they want to have on what quotas and what balance they want, so that we look more like America, as you quote President Obama having said.
1: Well, looking like America means you hire you hire and promote more people in who are in the 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 coalition of people who are. Uh, who are favored. And and what that means effectively at, at this point is people who are not male, Caucasian, heterosexual, and healthy yeah why would we not want some representation of what is
0: the clear majority of the nation uh, it, it's uh, it, it's a breath and i'm being facetious as i say this because it is so ludicrous on its face but it is gospel to these true believers uh, on the left these uh, these uh, neo marxists who make up the leadership of the democrat party
1: well the the the, the assumption the assertion is that uh uh, European American men are oppressors. Uh, again, largely from a from a Marxian perspective, as you say, and so your 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 diversity policy is to help redress this oppressive evil. So you're not interested in in uh, in hiring more people who are who are Caucasian men, and certainly not conservative. And and here we are
0: in 2024 with the most important, I believe, and and I said the same thing in 2020, so now it's just more important, I think existential now, uh, that this election be fair, uh, it be free uh, and free of interference, certainly from the very intelligence community that has no business doing anything in domestic politics, as you point out time and time again, Uh, that it's honored in, in violation. Constantly, the CIA seems to be principally a uh, one of the two or three largest sources of disinformation uh, campaigns against the American people. It is that serious.
1: How do we roll it back? Well, I think I think you need you need some uh, senior leadership here. Uh, and again, uh, Mr. Trump did not do this in in in, uh, in two thousand seventeen to twenty one. So. My my personal hope is whoever is the next president will will address this. A a key point here is that it really is not formally the CIA that is doing this. So we had a long history. I won't won't even begin to get into it. But there were there were there were efforts in the 1960s and 70s to to have formal programs run by the director and so on that went after anti-war activists uh, in the in the Vietnam War period. That uh, that activity was discovered. It was generally and widely considered to be inappropriate. So, so the agency proper has not done domestic operations of this sort ever since, to my knowledge. It is in, in fact against the law and it's against the culture. But we have two major groups of people who are involved in this, who are active. Again, the formers, we've mentioned several of them here. <laughs> Who are now who use their intelligence credentials, uh, 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 bolstered, tar, uh, 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 shined up, and so on by the by the uh, the liberal media, uh, who who are uh, using the skills that CIA officers uh, developed over the years in the information operations area, to uh, to to generate alterations in perceptions. And the, second, I, the second group the second group is the former is the and current employees who are leaking. So they're leaking purposefully uh, incorrect information at times. They're doing what, what's known as, as disinformation, And the effort here is to, is to, uh, in, in our contemporary case, damage political enemies, including Donald Trump. And this is a bureaucracy.
0: This is uh, we're talking about the intelligence community sworn, uh, taking an oath to defend the Constitution, trampling it, actually trying to subvert a president uh, to overthrow a president. In the case of Donald Trump, we see an extension of that now simply because on the basis of their uh, their sense of self-righteousness uh, that they know better than does anyone else. Uh, mere mortals like the American people uh, at the polls making a decision they put prefer to make those decisions uh this is this has risen to the level of a fifth column in my opinion uh, within the united states uh, within our political system by groups of people who have no business interfering in domestic politics in any way
1: well i would, would certainly certainly agree with you there uh and in fact we have a number of the formers right the the, the leakers are not talking this way to the public they can't do that it's a uh, Either against the law, depending on what they're saying, or against policies. But people like John McLaughlin, for example, and any number of others, somewhat less articulately, have made the made the point that uh, politicization of intelligence, the injection of politics into intelligence doing, even though they all recognize that this is bad, that there was such a such a horrid situation uh, developing in 2016, and then and then uh, present for four years that that intelligence people. As good people needed to step forward and to uh, warn the American people about the the danger that was, uh, that was, that was confronting them. So you know, the danger—the
0: were... danger that they had manufactured—they uh, cr- everything from the creation, of the Steele dossier, everything to the allegations that of collusion, were all uh, absolute fictions, uh, structured, uh, manufactured by the intelligence community itself and its uh, uh, formers and assistors, enablers.
1: Well, I think the Steele dossier actually. So this was this was a, a set of. Uh, small papers put together into a quote dossier done by right. uh, Christopher Steele, a former uh, British intelligence officer. Right. He and was I actually said. hired by the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016 to do to do as part right. of the opera, uh, opposition research uh, effort. Yeah. Um, that What what many of the and so this is a legitimate issue to to look at and uh, I. As so far as I can tell, we still don't know exactly what what happened. What happened there? And what we want I'm sorry.
0: We're going to have to take a quick break, if I may, John, and we'll come right back. Uh, we are talking with John Gentry. The book is neutering the CIA. Uh, at this point, a, a lofty prospect, uh, perhaps uh, an, an impossible one, but we're going to try, folks. Right? We're coming right back. Stay with us. back now with John Gentry and thanks for staying with us and John as we're listening to you it's it's extraordinarily sobering uh, and informative uh, and uh, and downright alarming uh, to think about the power of the IC turned against the American people uh, trying to de- to determine the outcome of political choices, electoral choices. what are the implications of what the intelligence community the CIA for example and prominently have become?
1: Uh, Politicization, uh, the injection of of politics into intelligence activities is is long and well known to be a problem uh, for the intelligence business and for national security decision making. The first and most obvious problem here is that when when intelligence is seen as being uh, something other than apolitical, not on, not not nonpartisan, but apolitical. Its credibility is is tarnished. Uh, people do not trust it as much. National leaders uh, have many many oppor- opportunities uh, to to gather information and insights from other places, and they are less likely to use intelligence as as a result. So we know we know. I think uh, pretty clearly uh, that intelligence, when it works, can help. Uh, national decision making can help make uh, help help national decision makers make better decisions so so uh, in essence, uh, politic politicized intelligence damages national security de- decision making. Uh, and
0: is there any chance this year, this election year, that the CIA uh, is so now uh, so hubris uh, uh, that they would actually directly get involved in determining the vote, uh, be putting forward programs specifically to determine the outcome, not just simply playing at the edge, uh, a prominent uh, play at the edge like they did in uh, 2020. Uh, That is with other intelligence agencies shutting down uh, free speech, particularly of conservatives on national security grounds was the pretext. but even
1: getting into uh, counting the vote, oh, I don't, I don't think we need to worry about that. I don't think, I don't okay. think that's that's an issue. But I do think trying to influence the the outcome is, and we we had uh, considerable evidence of that uh, in both 2016 and 20. Uh, so we saw we saw uh, you know, uh, uh, misinformation. We saw partial information. We saw misleading information. Um, uh, put on uh, uh, MSNBC uh, or in, in uh, New York Times op-eds and so on. So you're, you've got influence uh, happening. I, I don't think we need to worry about them actually uh, messing with ballot boxes.
0: Did, did, the, did the intelligence community in its uh, righteous judgment withhold intelligence from President Trump while he was in office, do you think?
1: Uh, uh, yes. There is uh, one report uh, that was published um, uh, in January of 2021, right at the end of the Trump administration. The the, uh, ODNI, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence uh, Analytic Ombudsman, wrote a letter to the Senate Intelligence Committee in which he talked about a situation in which China analysts in in the IC uh, were uh, uh, reported to have withheld information from the White House on the grounds that this information would help the Trump administration in its uh, China-related policies. And since these analysts did not want to help the Trump administration, they withheld the information.
0: Uh, was that John Radcliffe as the uh, DNI?
1: When he was DNI at the time, yes. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the individual who wrote, the, who wrote this memo was Barry Zuloff. Right. It's it's on the, it's on the Web. It's on yeah, the,
0: no, no. I mean, I, I recall the incident very clearly. And uh, uh, and the is uh, as, as we we're discussing the implications of it. Uh, it's 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 been a fascinating conversation today. I hope that you will come back. Uh, and I hope that you're you're right about uh, the CIA not getting involved in the direct electoral process, uh, the counting of the vote, for example, because we know that they have so often got involved in elections uh, internationally, I'll put it that way. Uh, you get the concluding word here. We appreciate it, and we always try to give our guests the last word. John?
1: Uh, uh, thank you. I think uh, uh, to uh, uh, listeners as as voters, I would encourage you to pay attention to uh, to the quality of information that you're getting. We know that we know that some intelligence people, as individuals, are interested in in influencing the information space. I encourage people to be very careful about what they believe.
0: Thank you, John. And I encourage everybody uh, listening to to get John's book, John Gentry. The book is neutering the CIA. Uh, An important read, uh, more important in this election uh, season than uh, ever, uh, ever before. Uh, We've had some tough elections, but I think this is going to be a beauty. And uh, I would urge you to buy the book and read it carefully because uh, we are right now uh, in a uh, tsunami of disinformation campaigns. Emanating from uh, not only the government, but there are other agencies and institutions in Washington, D.C., and in other places like, well, the <laughs> New York, uh, you name it, uh, we've got a lot of sources for disinformation and very, uh, as I often say, of the Biden administration, we get three types of information, John, from the Biden uh, administration. We get disinformation, misinformation, and no information. Uh, and we appreciate you bringing all of this to our attention. I Please come back soon. I Thank appreciate you. it. John Gentry. And the book is Neutering the CIA. Thanks, John Gentry, and thanks, everybody, for being with us. Join us tomorrow for The Great America Show. Our guest, Senator Tommy Tuberville of the great state of Alabama. Please join us each and every day for The Great America Show. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.